0: Welcome to the Chiropractic Trust Podcast. The Chiropractic Trust has been created to protect, preserve, advance, develop, and adamantly defend practices of straight chiropractors who focus strictly on the location, analysis, and facilitation of correction of vertebral subluxation and ensuring that the choice of straight chiropractic care is made available to all humankind throughout their entire lives. The views of the interviewees do not necessarily represent those of the Chiropractic Trust. And now, enjoy the show. Hello, everyone in podcast world. Welcome to another episode of the Chiropractic Trust podcast. We have a special guest for you this week, Bradley Walter from North Carolina. We have an awesome conversation. Uh, It was cool because... Uh, when last I spoke with Bradley Walter in person, he was just about to open his membership chiropractic office and go out on his own and venture off. And so it was really cool to see now, six years later, what he has done and learn a little bit about his journey. And it was a great conversation. I enjoyed Bradley a lot. Please subscribe to our podcast and Share it with your friends so we can grow this thing and make it big. Enjoy, everybody. Have a great day. Phone's ringing. Got to go. All right. Hello, everyone uh, Everyone in podcast world. I am here with Bradley Walter of North Carolina. We are going to have a good talk because I have some serious catching up to do with this, brother. Uh, off air, we have established our safe word, and we are good to go. So if anything gets too hairy here between me and Bradley, one of us will call it off and, uh, and tap out. So is that a deal, Bradley?
1: that is a deal. All
0: right. So we're, um, now I'm trying to remember, I was thinking about, I've met you in person one time and I met you yeah. at a chiropractic trust seminar a long time ago. And I cannot remember when that was, but I'm sure you'll be able to, or hopefully you'll be able to fill in the gaps. But we were at a chiropractic trust seminar. The chiropractic trust was like a new thing and we were doing seminars. Uh, I was an attendee as were you and I think your wife and, um, You were there to check it all out because you were about to start up a new practice. Do you know what
1: year was that? How long ago was that? That would have been just over six years ago. Um, I just celebrated my six-year anniversary in practice on July 3rd. So it would have been before July of 2013. So it would have been May, Jersey. was it April or May?
0: Yeah, that sounds, that's probably about right. Yeah, we did one like always in the spring and then one in the fall. Yeah. What? Um. All right, so well, we'll get to that in a second. The, what I Also, what I can't remember is I remember you telling me a little bit of your story at that time, but I can't remember the before you opened this practice. So what did you do before that point? Where were you practicing and
1: whatnot? Yeah, so actually for six months before I started my practice, I was just unemployed. And um, Oh, so you reason- had just graduated.
0: You were just out of school.
1: No, 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 no. No, no I was associating. I was an associate for um, a doctor for four years in North Carolina, and then I moved to Wilmington and was an associate at a maximized living office um, for about eight months, and then um, – then I went to another office just right over the river and was there for two months and then it was like kind of hit, hit a, a wall for myself professionally and was really at a crossroads of whether I wanted to be a chiropractor or not. So I just quit working and took six months off. Uh, that's my story. That's how we came to live free chiropractic.
0: Uh, okay. So then you were, you were, when I met you, you were in uh clearing the cobwebs <laughs> out of your head mood.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh,
0: so what made you, so as you were clearing the cobwebs out of your head, uh, I imagine, I don't know what your first associateship was like. And I, I know the way you practice now is not anywhere like a maximized living office. What made you start leaning towards a, you know, a straight non-therapeutic style office?
1: Well, in, in school, I was always, um, drawn towards that. Um, I just love I fell in love with the philosophy of chiropractic and loved getting my hands on people. The one thing that I thought I was weakest in was business. So at a school I was like, okay, if I'm going to associate with somebody, I want to I want to work with somebody who's good in business so that I can gain good business knowledge. And that's uh, I graduated in February of 2008 from Palmer in Davenport, Iowa. And I um, always wanted to live in North Carolina. My sister lived here and I visited her a bunch of times and just fell in love with the state. And I, I found a great opportunity in the middle of the state in uh high point, North Carolina in Archdale was where the practice was worked for a, a, an awesome chiropractor. Um, he is a chiropractor. He does a lot of other stuff too, but you know, I learned the ins and outs of insurance and Medicare, and, um, and all of that. And then, um, decided that I was kind of too much for me. <laughs> I just want to be a chiropractor. I don't have to bother with all that other stuff. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Too businessy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I took a, uh, an opportunity in Wilmington, which is at the beach to work at the maximized living office. And, um, you know, it's, it's not straight, but it's close, you know, it's on the road to, to that from where I was before. Um, and uh, working there, it was just uh, the strategies and uh, tactics utilized there just really didn't sit well with me. Um, and that's not to say that it's not right for somebody else. It's just for my own personal, my own, me personally as an individual. Um, it just started eating at me. Um, the te- the sales tactics and whatnot. And that's what caused me to kind of go into a depression, um, start that whole cycle. So I got out of that, and then I went went to work for another guy over in Leland, which is just over the river for two months, and that wasn't a good situation at all. It kind of brought me into a already sunk ship, and that's when I was like, okay, hold on a minute. I'm spiraling down here. I'm not going to do anything. I just need to gather, gather myself, and figure out what I'm going to do with my life. And then, during that six months time, was when um, some a family that I was taking care of at the at the Maximized Living office they opened up a fitness center and they offered me up just an office in their space. They were so generous to me and said, "Here you go. You know, if you you can do whatever you want with this space." And that's how the practice got kind of started.
0: And I love, uh, and well, we're going to take, take that ball and run with it in a second, but I think it's a, it's a good time to have a timeout and have a disclaimer because I think you said it really well, and I want to echo that. The way we practice, we, we're not here, no one ever says we are doing it the right way or we're better than anyone else or, um, you know, you know uh, this is the style you should practice. But what I always say is, and that's the only reason I'm in the, chiropractic trust. And part of it is we always want a seat at the table. There should be, you know, it's okay to have different styles of practice, but this is a valid one and there should always be a place for the way we do it. You know?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm i always, uh, you know what, if you're a chiropractor, you're a chiropractor, how you practice is how you practice. Let's be friends because there's just not enough people in this world under chiropractic care. It's much easier to come together than, to you know, Worry about blurred lines in between
0: us yeah right and uh you know and of course it, uh that's the right way to do it and we know that when we're in a, a crowded room um when we start to define chiropractic and what is chiropractic then you know all the gloves come off and things get crazy but in the in the you know the vernacular of what we do we should everyone should have the right to do it the way they want i feel you know yeah this episode of the chiropractic trust is brought to you by our sponsor the chiropractic adjustment are you tired of pesky subluxations insidiously zapping away your potential do you ever wonder what your life would look like if your brain could talk to your body without any interference? Well, my friends, we have the answer for you. It is called the chiropractic adjustment. Adjustments are given when vertebral subluxations are detected by competent, qualified chiropractors. To find these types of chiropractors who are experts in locating and correcting pesky vertebral subluxations, go to the Chiropractic Trust. Dot com. Um, All right. So you built this thing. You started this thing at zero um, in a town, you know, you're not from that town or anything. So I'm loving, I'm loving. So I've been practicing for 18 years now. And so I'm enjoying talking with some of these younger practitioners who have younger practices than mine, because I don't remember what it's like to start. that. I mean, I remember the starvation period vividly. uh, It's scarred into my brain, but I don't remember like, Say, when someone asks you, like, well, what did you do in the beginning? I kind of remember, but it's not as vivid as it should be. So tell me what you did. Like in year, you know, year one, you opened up, you started at zero. Uh, you were going to go out and tell the world that uh, lifetime chiropractic care is a great habit for you and your family, and uh, you're going to make it easy for them. And how did you go about, you know, how did you get the word out there about yourself?
1: I was pretty motivated um, because you, you were, know, for, you are very motivated. I will echo that <laughs> for six months. I wasn't working. My wife was providing for us and uh, you know, she's, she's awesome. Um, just always been by my side, Becky. And um, once I had the, I just grabbed that opportunity and went after it, um, went and brought my portable table with me in the beginning and started knocking door to door at businesses saying, Hey, I'm a new chiropractor in the neighborhood. You know, I'd love to check and adjust your staff if you would like. You know, just walking in with my table—it's <laughs> pretty cool. Wow, that's bold. Yes, that's super bold. See <laughs> how I met um, the people who own my, the current space that I'm in. I met them by doing that, um, which is all part of the, the awesome story as well. But uh, yeah, just. That's, that's basically pound the pavement at first and then try to get in front of it into as many events as I could, especially the free ones like, you know, the vendor fair for, and, um, and you know, just trying to get into many as many free stuff as I could, like as far as but not. Um, that's basically what I did my first year. In the meantime, I also worked full-time at a restaurant. I worked nights and worked... Did you hear me?
0: You dropped out for one second there. So I got... You're working restaurants and nights. You faded out for a second.
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, so when I started, I actually worked at a restaurant, um, the Oceanic Restaurant here on Wrightsville Beach. And I worked there nights and worked doubles on the weekends just to supplement to get some money coming in while I was working daytime during the week building the practice. So, uh,
0: if I if I could interrupt you for a second, that is uh, that is also bold. Uh, you know, when I look back at myself, like I don't I don't think I think my ego would have been too big to do that at that time. I don't know, I don't know if I could have said like, okay, I'm going to take a restaurant job. I mean, you're doing what you need to do, right? And my wife is also supporting me when I first started, and I was fortunate to have that. Um, yep. But I give you tremendous kudos for saying, like, okay, man, I'm gonna, I'm building this thing, and for right now, I need to supplement a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I did that for the first year and a half, and it just then we knew we knew it was time when we knew like it was like I was too busy during the day still trying to maintain working at the restaurant and my wife and I just sat down and we're like yep it's time you just need to put your notice in so I did that and that was about a year and a half after I started the practice and after that first year after doing all that outside stuff I really didn't do much more outside stuff um, I just started pouring into the people that were coming in um, and it grew from there I really was blessed to get connected with um, some good connectors in the community up front, which was awesome, which that obviously pays dividends because, you know, they're an authority in their industry. Um, And so the credibility was kind of automatic there for me, which was a true blessing at first. But, Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Do you think you, in hindsight, do you think all of you know you pouring yourself out there like that and really busting your butt and you know working the restaurant job and doing all that? I mean, it creates momentum, right? It creates momentum in your mind. But then you're also getting out there. You're meeting people, and it just sort of it was just the the route that you took to or had to take to do that. But no matter what, it creates forward motion, right? I mean, you're doing stuff every
1: day. You're uh... You know I was just in the mindset of means to an end means to an end this is this is being done because of you know the vision that we have and, and where we're going so just gotta just gotta get it done and wake up Monday morning and grind it out through Friday and then you know do what you got to do that's kind of what fueled me I, I'm, I'm a person who if I have the projects and the schedule full I'm a very efficient and productive person, but if I get, like, gaps in windows, you know, that's when the slack starts to set in for myself, so I try to keep myself pretty busy.
0: Now, you started off at a different space than you're in now, so I'm imagining it was, like, a smaller space, like a little little
1: starter deal, right? It's a little, like, 250-square-foot office, so I had a desk and a banana yellow bench. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Yep, which was awesome. I still have the yellow bench, but it's covered black now to match my other table. Um, three months after that, I started um, in the fitness center that I was invited into. They were moving, and they uh, they wanted me to come with them, and they were going to give me more space. And um, I really didn't feel like that was where I was supposed to be heading for, you know, where we were, where we were going with growth. So, um, my wife and I just prayed about it and the space we're in now opened up, had an opening and they actually called us and said, Hey, this space is available. We would love to have you be our neighbor. This is the dentist that I walked into and adjusted their staff, you know? Um, and we weren't even, we didn't even have the means to do it yet. We were like, you know, I was, I was bringing in about $300 a month in revenue (laughs) at the time. (laughs) And that was like you know the the rent alone was three you know triple triple what I was bringing in but just through prayer and whatnot we just felt like this is the right step so we did it and again when I have those those benchmarks that are set before me that I got to hit you know it just happened it the business just took off which was amazing so
0: that is cool so you and then you uh, so you got out of the part-time job, you started doing some uh, less and less outside events and gigs to get your name out there, and you had a a little traction in the office where you started to get people to refer in, right?
1: Yep. Yeah, exactly.
0: And how did you cultivate that? Like, what kind of stuff did you do in the office?
1: In the office, just pouring into people, um, loving on them. I really didn't even ask directly for referrals. But I would start um, they would invite me to like organizational events that they're a part of. i I'd, I'd go there as a guest of theirs, you know um, we had we we hosted um talks and internal talks and did little events like um, we had a family fun day for our first year anniversary, and we repeated that yearly um, and that's, over the course of time, we also developed other things just like, you know, vendor fair. Like, wow, we have like a dozen people who do their own arts and crafts stuff. Let's have a vendor fair, open it up to the public, and we'll showcase our people. You know, like when you start to pour in and you show value, obviously chiropractic's value is enough in its own right, but you, you're starting to pour into the value of every other part of that person, like their business and their – all of that. I mean, that that really – Boosts the credibility and authority for you in their life. And they want their friends to come in. You don't even have to ask for referrals most of the time. You know what I mean? I don't ask for referrals at all. They just come.
0: Yeah. That's, awesome. that's me too. Do you, um, yes. Yeah. So, so I'm sorry. Now you're six years in, like I'm wondering yeah. if you feel stable yet, like, or, or, and if you don't, let's talk about that. But if you do, I wonder how long it took before you felt stable. Year three. So the first three years, there were some, you know, that's where you, uh, the big swings and stuff. And I think that's pretty much what all the, the experts, quote unquote, say, like three to five years, right? It should
1: take. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a steady increase, steady increase. Um, at year three, I was I was at 50 memberships. Nice. That's about right. 50 memberships at year three and then I was feeling overwhelmed because I'm not like a, a paper person, you know, like filing and doing all the, the back end business stuff. It's not my gig. I'd rather be out building the business and marketing and doing all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so year three, my wife came into the practice uh, full time. Oh, and okay, cool. Three happened. We doubled that year, and then we Why oh, do you think that it. is? Because I was able to focus more on the things that I liked. I brought <laughs> my wife in, and she like streamlined everything that was just pile. We had like stacks of papers. Just it looked crazy. It looked like walking into, you know, my insurance agent's office that I had in high school. Like just stacks of papers everywhere. Blah blah blah, really unorganized. And she came in and just streamlined stuff. Brought the office to a more professional setting because she's awesome at that. Um, she actually created a whole a whole new program for businesses, just business involvement and whatnot. And that's that's how, I mean, brought her in, and that just kind of was the that was the thing that removed, you know, that. Uh, the hurdle that we were just, that was keeping us back. We, like I said, we doubled and then we nearly doubled again in your, the next year in year four. That's great. Yeah.
0: You need those. Um, if you have a freewheeling, Artist personality. You need that linear thinker. You need the person who can, who like gets joy from seeing piles of paper goes, going away and, uh, you know, yeah. putting everything right and having order. You need that, that order person. If you're not that person, I am not that person either. Um, right. Right. but when you get, when you have that person to help you, that's a great thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now we're years and, um, you know, I've, I've uh, really gotten more into, like, studying marketing and, and gotten involved in some programs that have truly helped me out as far as building a community. And that has, you know, been well worth where we are now and actually has helped tailor and further shape my vision for the future. And we have one employee – we have my wife, um, and then we also have a part-time employee who uh, works the front desk and keeps, like – she she's there I mean I can have a conversation with somebody and then I'll say oh yeah let me find you a chiropractor in Charlotte and I'll forget and by the end of the day she's like did you find so-and-so that chiropractor in Charlotte right oh so awesome like she keeps me on task you know, I tend to be a little scatterbrained sometimes. It happens.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Well, uh, let's talk about that. You intrigued me so, um, and that was actually one of the the things I wanted to touch on. So you you know you kind of explained what you did in year one and two as things were starting. So now you're in year six. What kind of things are you doing now? You're still still trying to grow. Uh, so what are you
1: doing to grow? Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I'm much more present on social media and I'm actually committed to to being even more present on social media just with putting information out there whether it's on chiropractic or not um, one thing that I've done with my Instagram and my Um, the business page is a lot of it's not really some stuff I'll put out there about chiropractic um, and some stuff is just not even chiropractic at all and it's mainly just to get our name our brand in front of people and let them know that we're the fun place to come so that's kind of the brand is we're we're the fun chiropractor in Wilmington Um, we laugh a lot when people are here we're always positive and optimistic and that's the that's the that's what we put out that way um, and that's all we're doing is social media. and right now we're about seventy percent internal referrals and thirty percent come from um, social media and the Google as far as new members coming in.
0: So what's an example of that? What would be an example of something that you like like a blurb that you put that's not chiropractic related that you would throw up on your Instagram or something?
1: Uh let's see. Um let me just pull something up here.
0: Cause that takes me to the deep the deep waters, man. I don't have Instagram. I don't have any of that stuff. Um and so I'm just curious about uh, that's why I always think like I would get that I would if I had it I would probably just put like pictures of the practice and pictures of people and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah.
1: So I do have stuff like uh, a fun little meme I created this is chiropractic but it, it's a meme you watch Game of Thrones yeah okay so Brandon it's a picture of Brandon and it says above it there's a text that says chiropractor do you want me to slay that subluxation for you and the ideal patient it's a picture of Brandon saying what do you think I came all this way for? Just you know, <laughs> yeah, well, right. Just cool, fun stuff. You design all those? Yeah.
0: Mhm. No, oh, that's yeah. very cool, man. That's creative. Yeah. Um, and so, how I do guess. you how do you I measure guess. that? What's that? How do you measure that to see if it's? I mean, it's just fun to do anyway, right? But how do you measure if it's if
1: it's working, if you like it and just engagement if I get likes or comments on it or anything like that that's that's good for me because then people were engaged enough to hit a button with my business in front of it and I'm not paying for any of this either it's not like boosting any of it um, actually the Instagram stuff the one thing I will say is Andrew Lobat has helped me get followers and then all of that is just engaging after that so you gotta, you gotta, To help with that, which is very, very valuable. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um,
0: I'm looking at your website here. So you have your prices on your website. I have my prices on my website, too. Why do you put them on there?
1: Um, It's more of a pre-qualifying tactic. So anybody who goes to the website, you know, being that we're, we're membership, we're not likely if somebody's utilized a chiropractor before in the area, they didn't go to a membership chiropractor. Um, so kind of letting them know up front how our office works that way. And also, we pre-qualify people when they call in as well to make an appointment. It's like, hey, this is how we operate. Because I spend, you know, 30 minutes with somebody on their first visit. Uh, we just want to make sure that they're, it's going to be a good fit and worth that 30 minute time invested together. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Do you schedule your new people, um, do you schedule your new people during your hours or do you have like set new person times?
1: Yeah, I, I schedule them outside of open office hours. Oh.
0: Okay, so if you're open nine to twelve, a new person, you'll schedule them at twelve.
1: Yeah, I schedule them at twelve or two Those are typically the afternoon times. Tuesday mornings. I'm uh, I block Tuesday mornings free, and so i'll I'll schedule new ones Tuesday mornings and then um, Friday afternoon sometimes. And I even take evenings if you know if they can't make it for a morning or afternoon, I'll schedule them at six fifteen.. On a weeknight,
0: right but when you're uh, when you're closing up.
1: Yep. Yeah, and that just works for I know there's people that do it other ways too, but I just I prefer that one-on-one time, and I have to have that blocked out so that I can be 100% focused on listening to them. I've done it. I've tried taking new ones during open office hours and then somebody would come in and I'd break away and there's advantages to that because they kind of see the flow a little bit yeah. and yeah. you know, which is cool. But for me, it was like, I just, I want to be hundred percent committed to this person with no interruptions so that I can, you know, they're coming in for a half an hour. I want to be with them fully. So when they come in, you know, during open office hours, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll understand and get it. So that's why I, I do that that way. Awesome.
0: Yeah, I like it. <clears throat> yeah, it looks good. Um, yeah, I was just looking at your hours and everything like that. Um, what kind of community do you serve? What's the What's the town like where you are?
1: Uh, it's a beach community. That's, that's pretty much the people that come into me.
0: Um, so do uh, you get a lot of vacationers? Like, look, man, I just want to come by for one time.
1: I get a lot of calls from vacationers and I refer them to the joint because my my ideal clients not somebody who's here for one visit so I send them to the joint which is on the other side of town because they take walk-ins and if somebody is bound to take insurance or they have Medicare I refer them to um, dr. Schaefer he's just like a quarter mile up the road
0: now I know you have a, we're calling this these days <clears throat> what used to be called objective straight chiropractic a term I think I feel like it's coined by Strauss but that might not be correct either um uh you know so we're calling it non therapeutic chiropractic now so what do you do when you get that person who comes in and they just want to talk about symptoms oh Bradley my you know my shoulders kill me today uh you know my my this hip hurts it's going down my leg what do you how do you respond.
1: I let them tell their story. Like my intake, all my intake forms and everything are based off the International Chiropractic Association. Um, I got them from my my local state rep, and so that it, it's kind of symptom based. But what uh, as I review it, like I look through it and I say, you know, I start to I let them tell their story, and then I tell them, you know. Sounds like you know all this helps to tell a story and chiropractic is not focused on symptoms it's focused on optimizing human performance and that's why everybody should have a medical doctor and everybody should have a chiropractor chiropractic doesn't doesn't fit in that mold although you know I, I say this up front because many of the people I have have been to a chiropractor before I, I tell people you know it doesn't matter how your chiropractor in the past is practiced um, that has no bearing on the quality of chiropractic services you've received. This is just how we we choose to operate, and that's by practicing chiropractic, you know, as it's supposed to be. That's what I tell people, as it's intended to be done. And that's why we're different, and we're set up differently. So, um, But ultimately... This information tells a story and how well your body's adapting. It doesn't really, you know, just by, based on what you're expressing to me, your body's not adapting the best it can. And that's one thing that we can help you do that chiropractic can do is help your body adapt better. Now, does that help alleviate your symptoms? I can't tell you that it will. The only person, the only person that knows is little fella inside of you the true doctor that does all the healing you know Um, and it's it's just about adaptation your life is better with chiropractic and that's why we recommend everybody get checked once a week because it has nothing to do with symptoms it's all about getting the most out of life if you have a subluxation in your spine that is a detriment to your life not just to your pain so that's what I tell people. That, now, is that easy, easy enough? not great. Maybe not, but I try, to, you know, walking them, trying to meet people closer to where they're at and walk them through it. I'm not like, this is what it is, you know.
0: Now, I have a... Uh I have some questions. I don't know if you've heard any of these podcasts yet, but I have questions that I ask everybody. I call it the four questions. So we're going to ask you, I'm going to ask you a few questions here and then, uh, and then we'll close it out. We'll let people know like how they can find you and that kind of stuff.
1: Um, So remember safe.
0: Yes. This, this is a good time to implement the safe word and I hope you still (laughs) remember it. Um, So, the first question is a favorite book or uh, it could be chiropractic or other book that you found to be very helpful or motivating to you or, you know, something like that. Favorite yeah. book.
1: A uh, favorite book would be the Bible that, that really brought me out of where I was and um, helped me discover who I really am, my identity. And move through the process and realize that you know I have a lot of worth and I'm I'm here to claim all that's mine
0: man that's awesome that's great do you know I don't know if anyone said the you Bi- know one person did say the Bible but not uh, first like that that was excellent uh, okay. number two uh, who has been your greatest chiropractic influencer? Could be a mentor. Could be someone else.
1: Um, Reggie Gold. I, did you, I have. Did you uh, ever meet him? I've never met the guy. I've seen his videos, and that's what I do when I need to get plugged in. Um, I have a CD, all his, all of his CDs. Um, and I would, I would say that he is the biggest influencer because that's, that's my choice of. Uh, battery recharge that I go to. Uh,
0: he, There is no greater one than him. I, it really is. I have this, and I just looked at the website this morning, and the, his website is down, like reggiegold.com. I don't know if they just stopped it or whatever, but you used to be able to get on his website two separate CD series. Have you ever heard them? One's like the Philosophy uh, and it's maybe like a five CD series or something or 10 CD series. And the other one is basically like practice building. Did you ever hear it, either of those? Yes. Yep. Yeah. I think they are to, to my mind, the two greatest chiropractic recordings I've ever heard. I mean, like you sit there with his philosophy, like Reggie gold for 10 hours talking about philosophy. It's, it's uh it's phenomenal. Okay. My brother, Uh question number three. What is the greatest money mistake or error that you've made in practice so far?
1: Mm, The greatest money mistake. Um, I'd say the the greatest money mistake was uh, committing to radio ads for three months. (laughs) (laughs) And it it did not return... Well, nobody's ever said they came in based off the radio, right? I've had people come in two years after, two years after I did an event way back when I first opened, and said, "Oh yeah, I met you at this event." Um, but I've never had anybody come in off of the radio ads I ran. <laughs> so uh,
0: that is a good one. I've I've only heard. I I know they're very expensive. When I was in Atlanta, I remember the. Um, place. The business that I worked at before I was a chiropractor uh, did a lot of radio advertisement and so expensive. It was very helpful for them, but I don't think people are these days are finding their chiropractor off the radio. Right. Yeah. Uh, And last question, Bradley, favorite part of having a non-therapeutic practice.
1: Oh man. Um, The non-therapeutic practice would be we just get the bullcrap out of the way and get to build each other up with my practice members like it's such um, the optimism and positivity you know It's, it's uh, again when somebody comes into my office if they're pain-driven there's a re-education that happens with that and it comes with twisting the conversation, you know, like, okay, great. Tell me something good. You know, lay on the table, tell me something good. And you're just, right. you know, they're up that, you know what? Yeah. You got headaches. I'm not here to help you with your headaches. I'm here to help your body work the best it can by removing subluxation. Um, so that's what I would say. And actually, man, I tell you, it's awesome to be in practice for six years and to be a part of these people's lives. Cause they come in. I I got people that have been with me from the beginning. um, At that little office I had six years ago, Um, in that you know the three months I was there, I have three members that are still with me from there, and I call them OGS because they're originals. (laughs) And just uh, just, it's all just such an honor to be a part of their life um, on a consistent basis you know when you start to get into the therapeutics and whatnot your practice tends to be driven that way where you'll see people and then they'll leave and then they'll come back and they'll leave and that's such a mental challenge for the chiropractor in um, those and that you know that model of practice because you're only seeing people when they're down you know um, and just to see the, the transformations that happen man it's awesome That is cool. Yeah. I have, uh,
0: the, the first person that ever walked into my office has passed away, but of course he referred his wife. And so she still comes in. Um, and the second person to ever walk through my door still comes in and she's wonderful too. And I tell everyone, she's the matriarch of the practice and she loves it. Like she walks around and tells everyone like, I'm the, I'm the oldest living person to ever come in this office. It's very funny. Uh, but yeah, they love it. It's, uh, it's part of their, their life and it's an important part of their life. And you're, you're giving a, a service to the community and it's a wonderful thing. Absolutely. Well, thank you, my friend. I have enjoyed this time. you. It was good catching up and it's so cool. I've, you know, through the the miracle of social media, I've, I've gotten to see you grow and stuff a little bit. And I remember that. I remember vividly sitting down with you and your wife and you asking all those really good questions about starting your practice. And, uh, I remember that, you know, the before, and it's good to hear, see now the, the present time update and the during it. Uh, and I'm excited to see the future, man. Tell, uh, tell people how they can get in contact with you. Um, and, and throw yeah. your Instagram out there too. I don't know anything about that world. I'm such a dinosaur, but, uh, let me know, uh, let people know what that is so they can check it out and follow you and
1: whatnot. Yeah. So, so, um, I'll give you my personal cell phone if anybody wants to just give me a call and chat. I'm always down for that or text or whatever that's nine one zero three five two six five five zero Facebook page is live free chiropractic in Wilmington, North Carolina. there's another one in Florida, but she you, you wanna you want to pick the Wilmington one and then um, Instagram handle is. Live Free Cairo NC. All right, man. Well, thank you, Bradley.
0: It was uh, it was great. I really enjoyed catching up with you, man. Thank you for your time this morning.
1: Hey, Amy thanks for uh, inviting me on. It's an honor. Yeah,
0: and maybe we'll do it again sometime. Uh, we'll orbit around again in a in a year or two and see what you're up to then.
1: There you go. Sounds good.
0: All right. Well, thank you, brother. Enjoy your day. Keep serving.
1: Good. Thanks, man.
0: Later. Bye bye. The Chiropractic Trust has been created to protect, preserve, advance, develop, and adamantly defend practices of straight chiropractors who focus strictly on the location, analysis, and facilitation of correction of vertebral subluxation and ensuring that the choice of straight chiropractic care is made available to all humankind throughout their entire lives. The views of the interviewees do not necessarily represent those of the Chiropractic Trust.